Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. My name is Liz, and I will be your host. I'm so excited because today I'm sharing my big comeback to running and my first race of 2023 post-injury. So just sit back and relax, and we'll just jump right into the episode. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. goodness guys hello welcome back to the podcast first things first i have to address the elephant in the room being the fact that i'm recording in a new space and you'll probably tell because it's got high ceilings and it's a bit echoey so i'm doing my best but i hope that the sound quality is okay but i'm so excited because i get to share that i'm recording from my new office which is crazy to me because I feel like it's so it's so unheard of in London to get an office in addition to your bedroom and I'm just so excited to be able to separate like your office and bedroom because I feel like ever since the pandemic my office has always been in my bedroom and so being able to separate it now is so so nice it's a beautiful new home and I'm really really excited and yeah just really really excited to rebuild pick up the pieces and just start from scratch and I know that a lot of you that have been following me on social media know about what sort of happened and you know I think I may do an episode on it one day soon but I think I want to wait until I've fully processed things and that I'm ready but until then I just want to keep things focused on the running focused on rebuilding and just starting fresh and taking you guys along with me but before I go off too much on a tangent let's just jump into some highs and lows for the week All right, so I'd say my high of the week, I I feel like I typically start with my low. We're going to start with the high, but I feel like my high is definitely just my experience at Cambridge Half Marathon, and I'm really excited to kind of like dive deeper into that whole experience in this episode, but just, just being back and just getting last week, last, I think Tuesday or Wednesday it was, I literally just got released from injury rehab for my physio. So literally days before Cambridge half. So I genuinely had no idea how it was going to go, but I'm excited to share more about that here soon. But it was just, I mean, this whole past week has been amazing and it really just goes to show, like it's shown me how much my cross training has paid off, how much my patience has paid off, even though I think that I'm definitely a lot more impatient than I'd actually like to say or call myself. But And I, I'm just, you know, going into marathon training now. I'm excited to do some episodes around that soon. We've literally, I counted today, there are 40 days until Manchester Marathon 2023, but I've got the best coach. I'm really excited. He's got a really 
really good plan in place. And I'm excited to do some episodes around that because it's definitely going to look super different to how I've approached marathon training in the past. And I think that his way is going to be a lot more effective, a lot more smart. And I'm excited to share more about that. I'm also really excited and I can't say much now, but I've got so many exciting things in store for Manchester Marathon and just stuff that is beyond my wildest dreams. And I'm so excited to share more soon. And I will, I will probably just do an entire episode and like a series of episodes leading up to Manchester Marathon around that once I can sort of share more, but I'm really, really excited and I can't wait to share more about that with you guys. But my low for the week is probably that, I don't know if you can tell, but I've got a bit of an itchy throat and I think it's definitely just from the half marathon. You know, I feel like whenever a lot of times after races and like big person in-person races, apparently this was the biggest turnout for Cambridge half. And so I definitely am feeling a little bit under the weather, but not nothing serious, which is great. But I think it's just kind of to be expected now, just running amongst like thousands and thousands of people for 13.1 miles. Um, But yeah, just feeling a little bit under the weather. But you know, I love I love my Zuki. I've got so much of the product and they're so kind and they always keep me stocked up. I've got an order of Fresh coming. I love taking like my supplements and having those juices and like different shots and things because I'm definitely someone who approaches like sickness and illness a lot more like holistically and naturally versus like just jumping straight into like the pills and like medicines and things and I know that like that's always there for me if and when I need it but I always like to try and just like you know have some oranges have some vitamin c have some tea and just like try and like soothe my throat like naturally but before I go off again on a tangent let's just jump right into the episode all right cambridge half marathon 2023 where to begin so i think i'll start by saying that i signed up for cambridge half back in like september of 2022 so this was a long time coming one of those races that like I kind of forgot about but would remember from time to time and obviously with a coach you let them know all of your upcoming races for the year and so I feel like sometimes like trying to remember like what races I'm doing is like trying to remember like everything that I ordered on like Amazon some night at like 11 p.m because I quite literally like will just sit down like a few times during the year and just like bulk sign up for like multiple races all at once and then it'll come like you know, a month out and you're like, oh yeah, I've got a half marathon in a month. But genuinely, I went into Cambridge half and just this week as well, not really knowing if it was going to be the smartest move. I'm not going to lie. So like first thing out the door is that kind of in the weeks leading up my physio, I had spoken to my physio, I spoke to my coach and they also were in contact with each other, which was amazing. And Basically, I said to my physio and we were sort of just like, I was just getting back into running and I was just starting to ramp up the running again. And I, you know, hadn't really been doing much of it for the past three months because I've been injured. And for those who are listening to the podcast for the very first time, and sorry to those who have heard me say this time and time again for the past three months, but what essentially happened was back in December, literally on the 1st of December, I sprained my ankle. It was a grade A sprain. Got it x-rayed. This is 
a sort of reoccurring injury that I've had over the years because I grew up playing 10 years of soccer or as you guys in the UK like to call it football and I just did not have the strongest of ankles and it was always my left ankle and so again this was the same ankle being sprained. I took a few weeks off and typically with an ankle sprain I you know take a week or two off and then I typically can just get right back to it. I tried doing that and I like fully vlogged that and like created videos around it on TikTok and Instagram reels. If you don't follow me, shameless plug, go and follow Resiliency in Reading. And I think people could probably tell because like I tried to like share that I started with pain and like gradually throughout the run, the pain would go away and I didn't feel great about it. And at the time in December that I was like trying to kind of just jump back into running, I wasn't seeing the physio that I'm seeing now. And so I was basing everything off of just like my own experience and my own personal experience is that I've never been injured more than a sprained ankle. So I've never broken a bone. I've never done anything to like strain a tendon or, you know, anything really worse beyond that. I got to a point basically where I kind of said to myself, you know, okay, we're, it's the holiday break now and I wasn't able to do my half marathon because it got canceled due to snow. I was signed up for one in December, but essentially that turned out to be just a 10K with the Parkrun girls instead. Lovely, lovely time. And I fully went into like Christmas and New Year's telling myself, okay, this, this will be the time where I'm not training for anything. I'm going to say to my coach, Like, you know, I'm just going to be running just to kind of test things out, test the water and kind of just do what I feel. And I've never had that before. I always have been training for something like at every point of the year for the past almost three years now since I started distance running. And I, there was, I kind of started out and like the first run was good and it went well. Then when I did, I went out for like a second day in a row, I just and this was like, so I did the 10K with the Parkrun girls. I went out for a four, I went out for a four mile run. And then I just suddenly, like, I didn't even get half a mile in and I had this really intense pain. And it was like, particularly a sharp pain near my, the back of my heel. And so I, I remember that day I broke down just like crying because I was so worried that it was like my Achilles or something really serious. And so I stopped running. I let my coach know. She told me to take off the next two weeks until the new year from running. And I was absolutely gutted. I could not believe that like I had to now take a a full month off of running and like looking back at it now I like I know that I was such a dramatic runner and I just like I didn't know how to rest either and I think that that's been so evident in my running and I've I've voiced that with you guys before I've let you guys know that I'm fully aware that I suck at rest I am super diligent when it comes to the training but I suck at rest so I took two weeks off I tried my best to continue to cross train hated every minute of it I am not I'm just not built to like cycle or swim or go to the gym full time. Like I now love doing those things like a few times a week. And I think that like, because I've like probably at this point just built such a habit. Like I actually like yesterday randomly really craved to swim. And so I went and swam. Anyways, that's besides the point. 
I got to the new year and everything was feeling good again. And I was like, okay, we're going to start running. You know, coach has told me that we're going to start in the new year. We're starting to train for Manchester. We've got plenty of time. And so I start running and I think it wasn't even like a full week before my coach had asked me, and this is different to the coach that I have now, by the way, my coach had basically asked me to do 10 miles one weekend. And mind you, I was doing like probably like two, three, four mile runs here here and there leading up. I wasn't doing it back to back. I used to train like five to six days a week. And like that was five to six days of running, like purely just running. And so this, this was very different for me. And I knew that I was easing back into running after a month of injury. And, but I kind of, I remember like looking at that on the plan and I was like, I don't know if 10 miles is like the right thing because like I was still feeling the niggling pain as well. And I just like, wasn't entirely sure if it was like good or not. And I had reached out and then basically I went and I, I thought, okay, maybe my coach just like knows, she knows run, she knows obviously a lot more about running than I do. And so I went out to try and do this 10 mile run this early weekend in January. And for the first four miles, I felt golden. I felt amazing and was just like hitting the, those times. I was you know, I still had my speed. I still had my endurance. Felt really great. I got to mile five and that's where the pain came back. And I thought, dang it. And I, I like stopped to stretch. I tried to keep going, but in the end I stopped at mile six and I just, I let my coach know what happened. And so at that point I thought I'm going to reach out to my friend who happens to be a physio, which is like such luck in this world, honestly, is having like healthcare professional friends. So I reached out to my friend Marco, who I will probably have on the podcast soon and he is an he's an incredible physio and he got me booked in so quickly and so immediately I went to see him and I just did not run you know in that time in between I went to see him and he could immediately tell and let me know that what I had was a strained perineal tendon. And I had no idea what that was, but he kind of taught me that it's a tendon that kind of sits near your Achilles. It's behind the heel or it's next to the heel and behind the ankle. And it, but that tendon like runs up your leg. So runs up the side of your leg. So it's quite a big muscle group, I think is like the right way of putting it. I'm not medical at all. So I could be totally wrong. And this is why I need to have him on the podcast to confirm. But basically I then started to see Marco, my physio weekly, just to try and like work on this. And in the meantime, I was doing cross training. I was doing some physio work with like bands that he gave me. Eventually I started using something called a wobble cushion. I've got a massage ball and, you know, using a massage gun, lots of things to try and help you know, speed up that recovery time. I'd say a massive part of my recovery as well, of my injury recovery was acupuncture. And Marco is actually, he's like, fully licensed to do acupuncture as well and it's just something that he offers and it was something that he thought would be really good and it really really helped with a lot of the pain that I was feeling and you know this is coming from someone who has never had acupuncture before and you know I, I just feel like that was such a big proponent in my injury recovery and so over time I just kept doing the physio work I kept cross training I kept seeing Marco kept doing the acupuncture sorry if this is like a long-winded summary of my injury but I just want to let people know who like have not heard anything about my injury this is sort of what's happened and so we only just in February started to reincorporate 
runs. And when I say runs, like they were like walk runs. So I wasn't even like fully going back to running yet. And I didn't really start doing full runs again until probably mid to late February. And then this is when I told Marco you know, look, I already had to miss one half marathon because of this injury. I've got Cambridge half marathon. It's the first weekend in March. I really want to do it. And, but I, I obviously don't want to push it because obviously to me, Manchester marathon is more important and I would rather prioritize that. So like if, if it means missing Cambridge half this year, I would have done it, but he, I was surprised. I was totally like, I was totally waiting for him to say like, yeah, you shouldn't do it. But he actually was like, I think you can do it. And so we kind of just like, he played around with my schedule of like what he had me doing training wise for running. And he basically had me kind of start to increase some of these runs. And so I was already doing like a mix of walk running on the weekends for a max of like 60 minutes at a time. So like the first step was to try and do a 60 minute run on my own. I did that. And then the next step was trying to do a 90 minute run on your own. And I think that was just to kind of suss out if I had that endurance and like that ability to like keep myself going, but like more importantly, not have any of that pain. And I can't tell you how incredibly that 90 minute run went. I will say my coach was a little bit nervous and I think he's, he's been super amazing. So this is a new coach that I I got at the end of January, beginning of February. I think sometime in the new year, basically I switched coaches and he's he's been very great he's been really good because he's very cautious and I think he knows because I keep going like on an office injury I think his goal is to try and keep me as injury free free as possible so he was actually not sure about like jumping from 60 to 90 minute runs in a week and so he was not feeling great about it but I just told him like look I I, I feel really good you know, I think Marco thinks that I can do it. I think I'm just going to try it and just see how it goes. So I went for this 90 minute run last Monday morning and it was amazing. It was the first runner's high that I've felt in months. And it was, I, I could have cried, honestly. And it was just such a good feeling. And I was just so excited. So I let Marco know, I let my coach know, and they were just like, great. Okay, just take it easy leading up to Cambridge and just try and rest as much as possible. Don't push it. And so I did a couple of easy 30 minute runs in between, but otherwise I was totally focused on Cambridge and I was so excited. And I just had, this past weekend was like the craziest weekend between like moving flats again for the second time in a month and then having to like quickly like drop all my things pack a bag like find all my stuff in like that was sitting in like different bags to go and like catch a train to Cambridge and I stayed with my friend overnight and then we got up to run the next day together and yeah I was feeling very nervous I will say and I think going into it as well I was not at all going for time and I posted a Instagram Q&A on my Instagram story. So again, if you ever want to ask questions or suggest any topics for my episodes, you can always, you know, DM me or submit them when I put question boxes on my Instagram story. It's just at resiliency and running. But I think the biggest sort of theme, overarching theme with this Q&A was just what was like my mindset going into the race. And first of all, it was not at all for time. I... I know that last year after Berlin and London Marathon, I fully was just like wanting to do a sub 145 half so, so badly. For those that don't know, my current PR or personal best time for a half marathon is an hour 49 minutes and 57 seconds, I believe. And so I was hoping to go for 145 and this was 
like pre-injury. And so I've completely changed my goals for this year in general. And I can talk about that in a separate episode, maybe when I start prepping for Manchester more and doing more episodes around that. But I went into Cambridge just wanting to kind of have a good experience and like feel that race atmosphere again. My coach and I spoke about this and we actually kind of use this as a way to practice a sort of like racing strategy that I've personally never really truly used or like known too much about. I, you know, like when you are, when you're standing at a race, this can be a marathon, half marathon, whatever. And you see those runners with like Sharpie written on their hands of like random numbers and things. This is what my coach had me do. And I've always been so intrigued by So I was really excited to try it. But basically, he had the same mindset. He didn't want me to push it. He didn't want me to try and go for time. But because I had said to him, like, I think it's my, for Manchester, my B goal is still to get a sub, no, sorry, my C goal is to get a sub four hour marathon. And obviously, A and B are to enjoy it and just be injury free. But I, I, I'm in the back of my head, I still would love to get a sub four. And so I think for that reason, he was like, okay, try and get just under two hours at Cambridge half this weekend. And so he sent me over certain times that I basically had to be at for three miles, six miles, nine miles, 12 miles, and then the final end of the race, really. And it wasn't like a specific time. It was kind of a range of like a minute. So if I was within that minute, essentially at at those certain markers, I was on track to finish just under two hours. And that would have been like, you know, between 156, 157. And I... So I went into the race and I was just like, you know, I'm prepared to just enjoy this. I want to just be here and like have that race atmosphere again, feel it in my bones, feel feel those nerves and like, you know, feeling those that need to go to the restroom like multiple times before a race. I went twice and it was so cold too. I will never understand how people are able to like dress in like tank tops and shorts for these races in the winter because I'm such a cold person. I was wearing a double layered top of two long sleeves and I even double layered my leggings which was definitely an error I shouldn't have done that um because I definitely did get warm but I brought two gels with me and I was just out there to have a good time I was just really excited and I was actually initially planning on like running it the full thing with my friend but she's also been out of running recently too and she said to me like if you feel it at any point just like jet off don't worry about me. And so I did the first mile or so with her. And then I just started feeling really, really good. So we're just getting into the race now. So I was really excited. And yeah, I think initially just like, you know, feeling that atmosphere, having the crowd cheering was amazing. Cambridge itself was amazing. And like, I've, I've personally never been to Cambridge. I actually used to work just sort of a few stops away from Cambridge. So I was always nearby. I've always heard good things, but I'd never like been there or seen it. And so I felt like there was such a great way to see Cambridge and it was so beautiful. And it was like the perfect race day weather. I'd say it was like cloudy. I'd say if it was a little bit warmer, it could have been better, but it was pretty chilly in the beginning. But I just found it to be such an amazing course atmosphere, just the crowds were great and just being able to like run through the universities as well was so amazing but let's get into like now sort of mile by mile breakdown so i the first mile felt really great i you know ran it with my friend and we were just having a good time and basically after the first mile i just started to feel that like really excited feeling again of like wanting to like speed up a little bit and like go a little bit faster and i knew that i knew that like my coach had said to me as well he was like 
try and practice not jetting off at the beginning because obviously like that's such that's not just me that's not just a me issue so many people struggle with that issue and so I was I was fully I went into it and I was just like yep coach I'm gonna I'm gonna practice that and I'm not gonna jet off at the beginning and I think it was just so hard to in the end though because I was so excited to be back and just like being able to run and feel so good in my run and feel so pain-free I will say um something that I do want to put in here and for again for those of you that follow me on social media you would know that I've recently switched shoes to the Asics Gel Nimbus 25s and I was very fortunate to be invited to the launch of the Asics Gel Nimbus 25s with Asics and I've personally always you guys know I so yeah, you guys know that I've always loved Hoka's and that I've been running in Nike's as well recently. And I have recently, and when I spoke to my, when I spoke to Marco, my physio about this, he actually recommended against Hoka's. And I don't want this to be like a bash on Hoka's or like to, I don't want this to be me saying to you, don't wear Hoka's because it's, he's only specifically recommended this to me because he found that I actually overpronate in my left leg. And so he told me that hokas are not good for overpronation. And this is just advice that I'm following. And so Asics was luckily actually one of the brands that he recommended alongside Brooks and some others. And so I think it, like the stars just aligned that like I, I was invited to go to the launch of the Gel Nimbus 25s. And I've always heard really great things about these shoes. And I tested them out with everyone on a 5k on that day of the launch and then kind of on my own training as well and I really found a difference in how I felt wearing the A6 Gel Nimbus 25s versus the Hoka Bondi X's that I typically train in. I found that in the Hoka's I actually still felt a little bit of a niggle in that injury area so I wasn't sure if that was like normal or not and with the A6 Gel Nimbus 25s I just find that everything is so pain-free and I just feel so much better. So again, this is just like another another iteration of me telling you do not just follow the crowd and follow whatever like everyone is wearing I know that like hokas get like a lot of like love especially on tiktok and so make sure that you go and like properly get fitted do a gait analysis have someone watch you run because you need to be fitted into the shoe that's going to support you best and not do the opposite and injure you in the process. So those were the shoes that I was actually wearing for Cambridge Half, the A6 Gel Nimbus 25s. I did tell my coach that I do have a pair of the Alpha Flies that I will probably you know, wait to wear at either, you know, one of my marathons this year, maybe, and just save it for when I actually do want to properly race one of my upcoming races. And so I just felt really comfortable running in the A6 Gel Nimbus 25s for Cambridge Half Marathon. And I just felt like they were the perfect shoe to support me and just to support me in having, you know, the best and loveliest run possible and just enjoying the run as much as possible and not having to worry about things like pain. And so I just felt them really, I found them really enjoyable. But anyway, Anyways, back to the race because I feel like I'm so bad at I divert all the time. Essentially, I shot off after the first mile and between miles two to five, I would say I was I was getting pretty speedy and I was doing exactly what everyone tells you not to do, but I really couldn't help myself. I was too excited and I hit like mile five and a half or like six. It was mile six that like I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm actually so tired. I'm so exhausted. And I was like, 
like I'm not even technically halfway. We're not even at six and a half and I still have like so much more to go. And so basically for the rest of the run, I was just telling myself, just take it mile by mile. Just, you know, make sure that you are like checking in with yourself, making sure that everything's okay. I also like, I think in the back of my head too, I knew that I was going faster than the times that my coach had given me. So I knew that I was going faster than 156, 157. I wasn't sure exactly how much, but I I think that there was a voice in the back of my head telling me to go faster because my, you know, this voice was saying, well, what if you speed up and what if you PB? But, you know, that was like the devil on my shoulder. The angel on my shoulder was like, don't do it. Like, don't do it, girl. Like, it's that TikTok, but like, I just was like, it's not, this isn't my race. This isn't the time to push everything and give everything. Like that for me is, you know, it'll come. But for now, I'm just grateful to be running again. And so from like miles six to third six to 12 really I really just wanted to take it mile by mile and make sure that I was doing okay I took I took a gel at mile four and then another one at mile eight and I found that to be like the perfect amount I grabbed a water cup at each of the stations and so I was able to get some water down me I will say I also took electrolytes the night before as well as the morning of and I felt that that also really helped me in terms of my hydration and so lots of like steps to make sure that I was properly hydrated and fueling and I got to the last mile and I was just like I'm just gonna go like I just I'm gonna push it because I looked at my watch and I was like oh my gosh like I'm in like the 140 range and my my pv is 149 and so suddenly at like mile 12 I was like well shoot I could I could actually pv and so I sped up a little bit and like the last like 500 meters I was just like all out sprinting and I I don't know where I pulled that energy out of but like you know what I'm you know what I'm talking about when like it's the last like you know 500 meters of the race you're you see the finish line it's in the distance and you're just like I'm just gonna push it and even then I was like in the back of my head like should you push it don't push it but like I was so close that like I had looked at my watch and I was like, if I push this, I could, you know, possibly be getting a personal best here. And so my final time was one hour, 51 minutes and six seconds, which I am so proud of. And like, it's crazy to me that I was so close to getting a personal best too. But like, I think initially I was like, I was kind of like upset with myself. I'm not gonna lie, which sounds so stupid, but like, you know, I'm just, I'm so competitive with myself and I hold myself to such a stupidly high standard that like I spent like the first like five or 10 minutes when I found out my official time, just being like, wow, if I just pushed it a little bit further, I could have gotten a personal best, but like I didn't. But like, you know, I I came to my senses. My friend helped me come to my senses as well. and was just like, you literally went into that race having not trained for three months. You've been injured for three months. You literally just got cleared by the physio like five days prior to the race. You went into this half marathon with no training whatsoever. And you just like pulled out a 151. Like that's crazy. And like my coach was super excited too. He was super proud. And he was just like, he was like, this is, you know, even though you you felt that you didn't train properly for this, this is absolutely and 100% the work being paid off of your cross training. Like all of the cross training that you have been so diligently doing leading up to today has paid off. 
100%. And like that was so evident to me, just like in my ability to keep going and like having that endurance that I've kept up through cycling, through swimming, I think is just so evident in like my performance on Sunday. And I'm so proud of it. And I can't believe that I did that. And I just felt, I felt amazing after, which I think was also just another thing. Like I came home and to my new home and I was able to unpack. I built my desk. I built some shelves. Like I was still able to like function. I didn't have any pain. Honestly, at this point, it's just like the normal typical soreness, but it was just such a good performance. And my coach just said like, you're, you're in such a great place for Manchester and don't even worry about the fact that you have like five weeks, but we're going to work on it. We're going to get there. And yeah, that was my experience of my first race of 2023 post-injury. I'm now so excited to get stuck into marathon training. As I said, it's going to look very different to how I've approached marathon training the past few years, but that might be my next episode. Um, Feel free to DM me or let me know if you have any questions as well around that, because I'm really excited to kind of share on that because I really feel that this year in 2023, I feel like is the year where I evolve as a runner and I just learned so much obviously I've learned so much from this injury and I'm just like coming back to running feeling so much more grateful than I used to I will say like I used to you know I've always felt really grateful for running and I love running you guys know that but I'm not gonna lie when I say that like right before my injury I was feeling a little bit burnt out I was feeling a little bit like okay, I can really use a rest, but like, I think I just didn't know how to properly do that. Or like, I feel like I needed someone to tell me to do that, which is the entire reason why I got a coach. And I'm just excited because I feel like this year I'm going to be changing a lot of the ways that I approach running so that I come to running in a much more sort of smarter and just better way that will keep me running longer rather than like, you know, achieving these short-term impossible goals Because at least I think for me, my goal is just to continuously run for the rest of my life. I don't think I'll ever stop. And so I'm excited to share a lot of, you know, a lot of these different practices that I'm going to be doing in the build up to Manchester Marathon 2023, but also just some of the things that I'm changing habits wise this year about how I approach running and just how I approach running as a runner as well that doesn't just run that also strength trains and now does physio exercises and mobility and plyometrics and I'm excited to take you guys along with all of that because I want you guys to also obviously learn from me and my mistakes and I think that that's such a great way that I feel that I can kind of share these stories on this podcast is just that you know, if there are people that were in my place of just like going into running and like doing it on your own and kind of pushing yourself too much for a long amount of time, being able to kind of help you prevent any injury that happens, because I think there's nothing worse than being injured. I've done an episode on it and I've shared about just like the really tough mental struggles that I experienced from the injury. And I am happy to do more episodes on that as well. But Other than that, I am so excited to be back and get ready for lots of exciting episodes. And I am just feeling so, so happy, so lucky, so grateful going into 2023. And I can't wait to take you guys along. All right, everyone, that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running Podcast. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. As always, I will have links in the show notes for any resources mentioned in the episode, as well as any ways to connect with me. Always feel free to send me a DM if you have any questions or anything, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode, but I will say bye for now.